Welcome to the Man Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton. And today, you might notice that the audio is a little bit different because I am coming at you from a cabin in upstate New York where I am shacked up, a beautiful piece of property, finalizing the manuscript to my book. And it feels like an absolute honor to be doing this. And uh, it's been wonderful to have some time to reflect and a kind of it's like a very surreal experience right if it's kind of like um you know if you if you're a parent you can't really prepare what it's going to be like to have your first child as i recently found out <laughs> uh but you also can't really prepare what it's going to be like to write your first book and it, i have been in awe and really honored in some ways that there are people out there that want to publish my work and my words and that feels deeply rewarding and and uh, something that I that I feel honored by. But that there's people that want to read it as well. And so, I, you know, I, I say that because when I look back at my life, I, I'm going to share some other stuff with you here. I have some quotes from Carl Jung that I want to share, but I just wanted to give you this little aside. When I look back at my life, you know, I, I remember distinctly being a 17-year-old kid growing up in northern Alberta. And when I graduated high school, I remember the pit of sort of despair and lostness that I felt in my life. And I, I would feel that way for a number of years. I, I probably felt that way for, for at least a decade, maybe, maybe 12 or 13 years. But at 17, I barely graduated high school. And, uh, well, I didn't graduate high school at first with my colleagues and my peers. <laughs> I failed grade 12 English uh, and I failed grade 12 biology. And so I had to go back and do that again. <laughs> so that's, that's I, you know, in some ways, that's why it feels like a monumental accomplishment and achievement in my life to be writing a book because I failed grade 12 English. And so it, it kind of feels like a, a joke in some ways, you know, that like I academia I sort of coughed me out. And, you know, gave me the, the rubber stamp of, of a just passing grade. Uh, and here I am <laughs> 20 years later writing, writing a book, having a, a publishing house pay me to do so, which seems like a, a monumental accomplishment. But it's both a, a reminder of how we, we need to stop sometimes in our life and look back at the progress that we've made. You know, I think I said this recently on another episode, like Steve Jobs said, you can only connect the dots backwards. And I think that that's so true. Like we need to pause sometimes and just take a, a look at everything that we've accomplished and where we actually are in our lives, not to compare ourselves to a previous version, but in some ways to reconnect with that old self and to remember what it was like to be that person who was maybe lost, who was maybe confused or afraid or whatever the experience was, and to really be able to see clearly just how far you may have come. You know, like I think about, again, who I was at 17 years old. I was lost. I was afraid. I was terrified. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And when I looked out at society, what I saw was that there wasn't really a clear path for me. Not only was there not really a clear path for me, but I, I sort of didn't feel like I belonged in society because I had nothing to offer. I didn't really feel like I had a value to contribute to society. And I think that that's such a, such a 
heartbreaking, damaging thing for a young man to feel. That I, and I wish that upon no young men within our society today. You know, because to, to, to come out of academia, to come out of high school or college or your, your, your master's degree, and to look at society and, and think to yourself, there's no real place or space for me here, or society doesn't really want me. Now that you can say that maybe that's, that was me playing the victim, and I think that there's merit in that. I think that I definitely was. Uh, but at the same time, I, I really didn't feel like there was a clear path of where I belonged culturally, socially. And I had to develop that. You know, I had to create that. I had to build that. I had to sort of scrape to beg, steal, and borrow, uh, and really work to create and build a place within society where I belonged through contribution. That's kind of the thing that I've realized in my life. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, it's coming out on my, on my birthday, it came out on November 18th. So I've turned 38 uh, this year. But that's kind of the thing that I've realized in the past decade is that that we create a sense of belonging through our contribution, that there's this beautiful and intricate connection between how you create and build and contribute value to groups, communities, societies, culture, uh, to your workplace, to your relationship, and your sense of belonging, right? And so the, the challenge is, you know, the challenge that I experienced when I was growing up and what I'm starting to really piece together as I've been going through this process of writing this book is that I didn't feel like I had anything to really contribute. And that was a, an incredibly saddening thing. And so I had to sort of develop that and earn that. So I just wanted to share that aside with you uh, before I share the, the two quotes. I'm going to share just a couple quotes with you here from, from Carl Jung. But I hope that that sparks a kind of understanding within you or maybe a pause to just reflect at your life and see the progress that you've made to, to bear witness to the work that you have put in to bettering yourself, to developing yourself, to creating a, a career that you're proud of, to developing and curating a relationship that you inhabit that you that you genuinely love and respect because that is no small task, my friend. That is no small task. And I, I certainly hope, I'm speaking to myself just as much as I am you, truly. I, I, I really hope that you, that you can hear that. It is no small task to have found yourself in a place in your life, whether it was in your youth or in your middle age, where you lacked direction, you lacked clarity, you lacked belonging, you felt alone, you felt like your contribution was meaningless, or like you didn't even have anything to contribute to the world or society. And to have curated that, to have literally set your life, aimed your, the entirety of your life, your consciousness, your energy, your focus, your uh, your efforts towards the goal of figuring out what your purpose, what your function, what your contribution was going to be to the world around you. And so I say that as someone who has been reflecting the last week in solitude, as I've written this book on what, a, what an honor and what a beautiful gift it is to sometimes reap the, the, the rewards of 
decades worth of effort, <laughs> you know, and years of just feeling completely freaking lost uh, and confused and and unsure and insecure and all of those things, but to press forward through them, to keep pressing forward through them. And, you know, I, I say this with the knowledge and the knowing that, uh, that it won't always be um, these fertile of pastures as I feel right now, that it inevitably some hardship. Well, I guess I, I could say that this time hasn't come without its hardship. You know, I, as I've been writing this book, as we've welcomed my son in the world, I've had family members my close to me that have passed. My my mom, for example, has been diagnosed with two forms of cancer. And so it's a reminder that as we go through life, as we go through our work, that as we achieve and accomplish, that, that hardship is, is not far away. But our work is to pause and to reflect back and to view the progress that we have inevitably made. So with that, I just want to share a quote with you, Mr. Carl Jung. He says, we should not pretend to understand the world only by the intellect. We apprehend it just as much by feeling. Therefore, the judgment of the intellect is at best only half the truth and must, if it be honest, also come to an understanding of its inadequacy. And I love that quote. I love that quote because it's a beautiful, beautiful and, and rich reminder that our intelligence, our rational mind, is only half the truth. It's only half of the experience. And when we negate our physical, emotional intelligence, our physical and emotional experience, we miss out on vital, crucial information that can help direct us through hardship, through trying times, out of the the lack of clarity that we can sometimes feel and experience. And so I hope that that quote serves to to bring you some reminder to just pause today and reconnect to your physical body, to the sensation, the experience that you're having right now and all the information and the wisdom and intelligence is stored within that. And the the other quote that I wanted to uh, to give you from Mr. Carl Jung is this, where love rules, there is no will to power. And where power predominates, love is lacking. The one is the shadow of the other. And that's just a, a solid reminder. I came across this quote, and I really, I really appreciated it as I was doing some research for the book. But it's a solid reminder that power is the shadow of, of love. And that when we disconnect from love, especially in our relationship, with our family, with our friends, with our children, with strangers online, that when we disconnect from love, we move to a position of power and control and dominance and coercion and manipulation. And so to close off today's conversation, I hope that you bring a, a deeper quality of compassion, of love, of openness, of understanding in your interactions today, because there is a tremendous amount of confusion in the world, and there's a tremendous amount of hatred and people that are trying to regain some sense of coherence in their own individual life by being a part of a, 
a, a, a group or a movement or an ideology that aims to strip or diminish or confine others as a means of feeling secure, feeling superior, feeling safe. And so don't fight hate with hate. Bring some of that, bring some of that understanding and that fierce love back into your life. So enjoy your day, enjoy your week. And until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.